Shut up and sit down. up the pack and gather around for another fantastic and exciting episode of third shift this is episode 90 oh my god 90 episodes only 10 more till we reach 100 i'm your host matt with me as always it's not the alpha wolf it's the it's the beta wolf he's eric but he's here he's here you know beta he's having wolf. fun he probably oh come on man <laughs> he probably had a fantastic week didn't you come on i don't know man i'm still i'm still kind of wound up on this beta wolf i guess i should be happy i'm not a charlie wolf but still come on see there you go you're you're not a i'm not even an alpha uh, i mean who's the omega for god's sakes okay i'll be the alpha wolf you can be the omega wolf okay together we are the beginning and the end exactly perfect i like it this is what i'm talking about (laughs) beta wolf we kicked him out like after like 10 episodes (laughs) he was beta wolf (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh so anywho speaking of wolves my week was the worst fed. intro ever <laughs> i literally sat down what am i gonna do for the intro i'll do a wolf howl and then just go from there this is a bad idea no it was it was the perfect <laughs> idea you know what as your gin and tonic tinkles in your glass <laughs> we just roll right. through oh yeah that's what i'm talking about that's how we do it my week was fantastic speaking of wolves as i was saying I took my pack out to the uh, wonderful soccer field on Saturday, and we had a awesome 9.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. shindig out in the soccer fields, hot sun blaring down on us for the first time in the season. Didn't want to go back to the house in between the two uh, pitcher days, soccer things for the different daughters. So like I said, we were out there all day picnicking, going nuts, having a blast. And all of us came home looking like little lobsters, red as can be, sunburnt, all to heck and back. And we went, oh yeah, that's right. This is what the world's like. In the summertime, you get burnt. So that was great. Lots of fun. I'm all healed up. I don't usually go too bad but you know the wife uh being a redhead well mm-hmm. had suffered the most of us all but it was a good time and anywho's you know it's not often we go out and picnic it's not usually our our style so kind of need to do <laughs> <laughs> we don't like to leave the house you know, we like we, to have all the windows closed yeah and inside, inside of the curtains dark. done yep done up and everything and in darkness that's usually the way we roll <laughs> but us vampires do have to get out once in a while, Matt. You know, that's just the way it goes. You have that's to. That's true. Beyond that, I've been playing every game under the sun. I've been going nuts. Did some Fortnite, which, speaking of which, we'll talk about later. I'm excited to get back in there again because of what's going on in that. Did some World mm-hmm. of Warcraft. Played some Overwatch. Had some great matches on that last Friday. That was a fun right. time. And most importantly, I went ahead and bought Celeste. And I've played oh, nice. through a few levels of that. Wow. Music, fantastic. Just a hoot and a holler, a good time. Very difficult. Takes a lot of getting used to. And the control scheme on it, I might have to adjust a little bit, but definitely digging it. Beyond this, Celeste, which was a fantastic time, and I'll talk more about that probably in some IG2G, so make sure you're listening to that wonderful podcast. I didn't do much all else, really. Just living life, having a good time. And uh, waiting for this weekend where I can have more fun. What about you? Yeah, it was actually a pretty busy week slash weekend for me. On Saturday, went and saw Infinity War. Finally, went and saw that. That was really enjoyable. I can't talk too much about it, obviously, because spoilers and stuff. But 
I've been waiting however many years it's been since the first superhero movie I've seen. So, like, I've been waiting forever for a movie that ends like this. That's all I'm going to say. Because we can say more off air. Or Danny can just cut it out. Because I... Fuck it. Oh, we're all sad. So with all the spoilers cut out of the podcast, after that, went over to Sansu Sushi and Cocktails for the first time. That place was great. Had myself a delicious grapefruit martini. You know I love me some grapefruit. It had a lime shaved up in it. Delicious. Sat at the sushi bar. Watched one of the waiters just like fat finger stuff and spill it and make all the sushi chefs really mad. It was really good. That was like the best thing. And then the guy come back, oh, hey, could you make that without eel? I forgot to tell you. Death glare. Are... Mm. Are, are, are you going to make it? Death glare. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> How, that was really good. That doesn't even make sense to ask that dang question, Matt. Hey, could you just make <laughs> this whole roll that you made for me over with the not the eel? Because I don't like it. No, buddy. That's what you ordered. Mm-mm. Well, no, it was the guy ordered it and said, please no eel in this roll. And the waiter just went, I wanted the thing. No. He took it to him and went, hey, dude, I said no eel. And he went, oh, no, I forgot to say no eel. I'm a dumbass. <sighs> That's even worse. Now the <laughs> you, you had a Sanzu sounding good. Now I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> well, the food was great. Yeah. And sitting at the sushi bar watching the chefs do their stuff was really cool. But just, I mean, it was college kids' wait staff because it's right across from campus. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean. Nah. What do you get? That was the only downside. And then after that, on Sunday, went and saw Rampage at the Grand Ledge $2 Theater. That was surprisingly fun and enjoyable. I mean, there was there were some dopey parts to it. But, like, you know how I talked about Jumanji being, like, one of the dumbest movies I'd ever seen. Rampage had some dumb moments, but it was just, it was just fun and silly, but not, like, stupid. And, like, like I said in my tweet, watching the big three climbing up the big old skyscraper just put this big smile on my old dark black-hearted jaded face it was like there it is that's it look at him jumping around look at him just punching out windows and climbing through oh so good so good so that was a lot of fun then after that that night was the wwe backlash pay-per-view it was an okay show everyone on twitter said it was the worst thing that ever seen the worst show ever there were two really awful matches some bad angles and stuff in it but I mean, I didn't hate it as much as everyone did, but if you're waiting on my recommendation of whether to watch it or not, you could probably skip this one. There you go. There were two really good matches in it. One had a bad finish, but if you watch Seth Rollins and The Miz as the opener, that was amazing and fantastic. AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, great match, bad finish. That's all I'm going to say. And then on the gaming front, I've been playing Yakuza 6, been posting up videos of the fun activities and sub-stories you can do. Check out youtube.com slash docfunky for that. But I also beat it last night. It was, I think it was fairly early in the night. But the ending was like one of the best experiences I've ever had. I won't spoil anything, but obviously it ends in a fist fight. Both of you with your shirts off, showing your Yakuza tattoos, just brawling away. And there's a mode in Yakuza 6 called Extreme Heat Mode where you like power up and you don't flinch from enemy attacks. So the enemy guy, the last boss, was in his. I was in mine, and we were just wailing away, just swinging and swinging and punching, and blood's flying, and and I finally hit him enough to get a heat action in. 
hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him, knock him out. He's gone. And I, I look because my health bar pops back up after the heat action. And I see my health just go. I had like half a sliver of life left after this just just brutal, awesome, flashy, just battle in the dark with the floodlights. Just. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, it was so good. And I was just like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> and then I watched like the 45 minute cutscene ending slash credits. And I was just like, oh, such a good, such a good experience. I'm still going back into it to play, you know, a bunch of the sub stories, do some more activities, get a whole bunch more trophies. But the story mode is done. And what a fantastic game. I had some rocky issues along the way. It seemed like stuff kind of came to a head at the end a little, a little too fast. But, whoa, woof. What a great game. Maybe I'll talk more about it on IG2G. I don't know. But it just, that whole ending sequence was just, my mind just blown. I had like the galaxy brain meme that they do, you know. Beautiful. (laughs) And then, of course, this weekend, there was another fantastic event. Wasn't there, Eric? There sure was. It was Battleborn weekend. Hex, yeah. I got on there, had Battleborn up and running. I did some story modes, story missions, etc., Remembered why those were just so dang fun. I mean, mm-hmm. just going in there, and of course I was rolling as Phoebe because she's my jam, and just blasting through there, playing with some randos, and just showing them the ropes, getting all that damage done, just taking all the hits, having a blast with it. I didn't mm-hmm. get in any PvP uh, because I just love story missions. That's my jam. That's what I do. Unless you guys throw me in PvP, I'm, I'm typically can be found there. And we didn't actually play together this weekend, so I, uh, I ran in there and had a great time. I'm glad everybody showed up and had fun. Yeah, you made the right decision, Eric. I should have done it. I knew I should have. I got into the game, and I went, man, you know what? I should just roll in story ops, because I love the story ops. should just be doing that. And I went, no, nah, dude, you got to play some PvP. So I went in there and had an awful time. Everyone knows, or at least Joe Zos knows, because he was in our stream watching it later after the fact. Everyone knows how bad a time we had on Battleborn Day 3. I had just as bad a time on Battleborn Day 4, because if it wasn't us getting rolled, us getting stopped, everyone quitting and surrendering, a tank setting up behind me as Reyna, leaving me as the frontline person. Why not? I guess I'll just do it. Isaac, with your shield up way behind me, what are you doing? Or when we're actually rolling teams, we had one really good match. We're just rolling them, rolling them, rolling them. And then I find myself, why am I the only person in the front lines again? Let me look around behind me. Oh, in the empty middle of the map, three of my teammates are just standing there, just milling around, doing this, just back and forth, looking at each other, hopping around. Where's the fifth teammate? I don't even know, but I'm the only one fighting, so, uh, okay, great. So, yeah, I will say kudos to all the organizers, all the players, everyone who had a great time with it. Obviously, it was a fantastic event, big success. People were showing off their bro certificates with all their little unlock stickers. People were having a great time, so congrats to you guys. Great job. I'll say 100%, you guys did it. You guys are awesome. I just had a bad time. It's just my luck. See, well, I, I tried to get you guys to do them story missions, man. I'm telling you, you should have just followed suit, got in there, and had a great time because everybody I rolled with, you know, knew what they were doing. We was going through smooth as butter, no issues. Even the couple of randos who were, you know, newer or whatever the case was, wasn't a big deal. I was just carrying them through. Uh, just enjoyed it. Just got in there and had a smile on my face and just killing those dang bots. Of course, had to do algorithm once while I was in there and mm-hmm. got to see my old buddy again. Oh, what a good time. Yeah, see? yeah. <laughs> see, see, next time this comes around for Battleborn Day 5, 
You'll be straight up story mode, Jones. I'll be story ops, Jones. Danny can go have all the nasty fun in PvP. She can go do that. That's She'll be our special PvP correspondent. That's how we'll do it. Hey, there you go. <laughs> we had a great time. Woo-hoo-hoo. What'd you do, Danny? I got sad and angry. Great. Fantastic. Good for you. <laughs> so we'll do that as a team next Battleborn Day. What we're also going to do as a team coming up this Tuesday is IG2G episode 29. We've already talked about two potential topics for the show. I'm sure there's going to be even more fun stuff, so stick around, suckers. Oh, you know, uh, we're going to have all sorts of fun things up our sleeve for that one. Maybe the next one. Who knows? I got to talk to Matt about it, but it's going to be good regardless. And speaking of things that are good regardless, we're getting shift codes for golden keys in some old games. This is talking about Borderlands, the pre-sequel. But like I said, good regardless. Get yourself some free loot. So, as I always say, hit up the Twitter, the forums, the Reddit, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider. Go grab yourself some loot. Ooh, and you know what? That's fresh for me, too, because this week... I told you guys I was playing a ton of games, and Borderlands pre-sequel was one of them. Borderlands 2 was one of them. So those shift codes are relevant at this point in time in my life. I yes. love those keys, and I love the wonderful little loot that comes shooting right on out of those chests. And speaking of loot shooting out of chests, you can put a little, little tiny bit of money into the Humble Store Spring Sale and get yourself all kinds of loot exploding out. Because for 70% off, you can get Bulletstorm Reloaded, you can get Duke 3D, and you can get both of the Homeworlds, right? Yep, that's indeed right, Matt. You can get all that wonderful stuff in this beautiful little package. I think they've had a similar one before, so if you didn't catch it then... Hey, this is the time because that's a great deal. I'm telling you right now, I've said it before, Bulletstorm Reloaded is just a freaking blast. And if you want to, and speaking of blast, <laughs> you want to blast from the past. <laughs> well, Not bad. Dude, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give but, you an okay on that one. You don't get uh, a head shake today. Yes. Then you're going to want to get in there and get that Duke Nukem too because it's also awesome. I don't know about Desert Crack. Lots of people love that one. I always tell Matt, maybe one of us should probably play that series so we can be informed on it, but that's not my jam. <laughs> we'll make Danny do it, just like the PvP that's for Battleborn. We'll make Danny, Danny do all the bad you got to play Desert Crack, Homeworld, and all them, okay? There that's you go. That's your homework assignment. That's your homework. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of homework and reading things, did you see anything about that free comic book day with the Gearbox peeps at... Uh, what is it, comic nerd madness, whatever? Did you see any kind of videos or anything from that? No, I saw no videos, nothing except for, hey, thanks for coming out. We had a blast kind of deal. That was it. I'm assuming it went well, and I don't, really don't know who all showed up. I know in the Gearbox Publishing, a few of uh, the individuals said they were there, but I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know the details, and uh, it's unfortunate because, as I said, I was super stoked to see the cool little, you know, crazy shaky webcam as Elisa mm-hmm. and Meredith and them went wandering around talking to people, and, and I, I was looking forward to that. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, this is going to be great, and it didn't happen as far as I know. Yeah, I didn't see anything either. I'll get more into it later in the episode, but I was very sad when I found out who was there that I lived like 8 million miles away because my favorite people were there. But like I said, I'll, I'll get more into that later. Next up, what do we got? We got the biggest news in history. What is it, Eric? The, the biggest leak, the biggest, all the news, everything's oh my confirmed, God. everything's announced, ah, everything's real. Ah, Walmart in Canada was like, hey, guys, guess what? Hey, here's, here's Borderlands 3. Oh, here's here's Rage 2. Here's here's Forza 5. Here's all sorts of crazy games and whatnot. Yes, Canada is a crazy place. And apparently, Walmart's also a crazy place. And they went ahead. 
You know that's true. <laughs> and accidentally put up on their site the uh, the placeholders and pre-order stuff for Borderlands 3. So the big question was, everyone's going nuts. Oh, did they just leak E3? Have they just, you know, have they just basically given up all the cool secrets that are about to be unleashed upon the masses? And our old pal, Mental Mars, put up a, a little uh, vote, and he says, hey, did Walmart, you know, leak E3? Yes, no, or maybe, or whatever. The important part is, is Randy came on and said, no, in capital letters. And it's like, okay, well... Now, hear me out. Mm. Randy's, of course, been real big on saying, you know, I'm, I'm trying to set expectations. I'm not trying to get people ramped up, hyped up, et cetera, et cetera. I want you guys to know. Him saying no. Now, this was a very specific question. Did, did Walmart Canada leak all of E3's surprises? Okay. Hmm. And he says no. That doesn't mean that Borderlands 3 isn't coming out this year. It just means that maybe he's not talking about it at E3, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or maybe he's referring to other games. Everyone's just jumping to the conclusion that, oh, no, no Borderlands, that's not happening, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And also, at the same moment, you know, he, Randy Pitchford's a, a tricky little magician man, and <laughs> I would say you can't trust everything he says. But I will say with a resounding no that he gives... I'm starting to suspect we're going to see nothing yet again from the Gearbox software side at E3. It might be something down the road at PAX West, if even then. Now, see, I won't go that far, but we'll get more into that if we get into a Conjecture Land episode. I mean, if enough people want that kind of thing. Well, we already have to, Matt. Steve bought it. I know. I'm just. I'm just. I see. I'm like hinting at it so the people who don't know the Patreon details. Ooh, like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna write in, but now you just spoiled it. Oh uh, no. Well, Danny. Danny can fix it. Come on, Danny can fix it. <laughs> but what I will say is, I you know I saw the the quote fingers news break early that morning. I think, and I was like, well, that's not really anything because this kind of stuff happens all the time. And I was waiting and waiting. I was like, well, what should the show do? Should I just write, oh, interesting if true? You know, oh, maybe that'd be kind of cool. And then I saw our buddy Dirch tweeted out, and he was like, hey, you know, this thing happened, but these kind of things happen too, so don't take this as an actual confirmation of anything. Just keep an eye on it, and if it happens, it happens. And I was like, that's that's the attitude, because that's exactly what I thought. I was like, hmm, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. But if it was true, that'd be cool. So get excited for like, oh, that'd be neat. But then don't go like, it's happening, it's happening. Whoa! Yeah, so I that agree. was me. Yeah, I just want to say this: a lot of videos, including Dirch's, were saying oh, it's not going to happen. You know, just stay pessimistic about it. Don't uh, don't get your hopes up, et cetera, et cetera. And that mm-hmm. these don't mean anything. But the problem is, yes, they do actually mean a lot. Uh, some of the videos were talking about how some of these games are ridiculous, and I'm not going into it because we're not a, a, a general video game podcast, but I, I keep my nose to the ground on all sorts of stuff. And every game in there is very, very, very plausible within a year's time frame. So, I mean, I mean, I could say, like, no shit, because they're all, like, fr- well, but that's, sequels to franchises. Well, that's though. what I'm saying. I mean, they're all plausible within the year. It doesn't mean it's getting shown at E3, but the, a lot of the videos are like, well, this is just silly. He misspelled something, so 
clearly they don't know what they're talking about. You don't put a placeholder in if there's not a game coming out for it in the, I wouldn't say near future, but within a year. I I still say you do put a placeholder in because you know it's coming sometime. And it's just you went, you right clicked instead of save as you did publish, and the whole thing just popped up. And it went, Oh no. It's just like, Oh, these all could be plausible. Well, literally anything could be plausible. Like anything can come out in a year. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, I, like I said, I no. can't tell you about it because I did take hours, but all these games have been mentioned and are talked about. ID is going to be ta- looking at Rage, la la la. All these different titles, it's, it's all there. All of them that have been mentioned on that leak are all games you're like, well, yeah, that's been whispered about. That's been kind of hinted at. This one's been talked about. Uh, So it's like, it's all believable. Well, here, let me make some more stuff believable. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami 3, 4, 5, and 6. Braid 2. What other games do I like? I don't know. Persona 6. There, now it's plausible. That might come out this Mm -hmm. year. I just whispered about it on a podcast. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I'll just say, it as matter. I always do, believe nothing, trust nothing until you see it in your hot little hands. I went, ah, oh, that'd be neat. And then I just went, Whew, there we go. So breaking news was broken. Maybe not. Probably not. There you go. Keep your hopes up if you want to or dash them quite expertly. Yeah, I was going to say, choice. let's, you know what? No, let's just go with all the videos. Expect nothing and you'll get nothing and we can continue to have nothing forever. I hope everyone dies. That's it. Expect the worst. (laughs) You'll never be disappointed. So speaking of things to be hopeful for, did you hope for your favorite character to come up in the Battleborn free rotation this week? Let's see if it happened. This week we got Miko, we got Isaac, we got Pendles, Melka, Caldarius, and the Fat Chicken Ernest. What do you think of the lineup, dude? Uh, you know what? Get in there and just fly around as that robot, man. I've said it before. When Caldarius just popped up, he can zoom and groom, just have a blast shooting people and annoying the hell out of everything. For obvious reasons, I give this one 16 thumbs up. Boom. All the thumbs up. Let's move on to Fortnite, patch 4.1, and a very fun limited time mode. What do we got on this one, Eric? Well... The obvious, the only real thing out of this one is that Marvel's introduced. I mean, holy crap. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that at all. And then all of a sudden, I, and I tell you, I thought it was a joke. I really did. I was like, hey, guess what? Marvel's joining the Fortnite universe. You get to get the Infinity Gauntlet. And I'm like, okay, what's you know, what's the stupid gimmick here? What's, what's going on? Who's joking around? Sure enough, I go in and, no, this is real deal. Infinity Gauntlet drops down from a meteor. You can go grab it. You turn into Thanos. You get, uh, was it four different abilities? You get to jump up into the sky and do like a dive down. You get uh, this po- the power punch. You get the laser beam. And I'm like, that is freaking amazing. So, of oh, course, yeah. I go watch some videos of some gameplay and just wreck and shop. Unless you, he's got his shields and his health, first off. And then if his uh, shield goes down, you start penetrating his health. Now, the kicker here is his health does not regenerate. His mm. shields, however, upon a player death, do. Yep. So as long as you're killing people, you're invincible. And I've seen video after video of just people smashing through buildings like it's nobody's business, flying around, zo- just laser beaming everybody to death. 
Yeah, looks so much fun. Just so much fun. I'm so right. excited. I will say, in the subsequent days since he dropped, they have nerfed him down a little bit. I know just today they put out another uh, another tweak to his abilities or whatever. So I understand why they're doing it. They're trying to make it so more people can play as Thanos and have that good, grand old fun time flying around, killing stuff in this limited time mode. Because you only got so many days. I don't know exactly when it ends, but he's been going said. for like maybe a week-ish max maybe because it's infinity war they'll be a, a little bit longer but they're trying to make it fun for everybody even those who are getting killed by thanos and those playing as thanos so definitely jump in grab those six infinity gems and uh, snap your fingers baby exactly and just so you know if you are interested the infinity gauntlet limited time mashup does have special rules via the storm and map and loot etc cetera, etc cetera. if you want go take a peek at those because uh, I'm not going to list every single different rule that's in it. But just one last note, if you do get the Infinity Gauntlet, um, you do not pick up any weapons, you do not pick up any uh, any perks, anything. Because, of yeah. course, you are a god, all mad titan, excuse me, and you don't need any of the puny mortal crap. So just be aware of that. So when you're killing people, don't run over the corpses over and over like a crazy person thinking you're supposed to pick up stuff because you're not going to. And if you don't have the gauntlet and you see Thanos and you are able to kill him, that gauntlet will drop and you can run over and just pick it up and you become Thanos and can go wreak havoc upon all the other players. And if no one picks it up after a certain amount of time, it will go into the ether and spawn again in a meteor and crash down another part of the map. So there you go. You all now know the basic functions of how the Infinity Gauntlet works. Now, I will say one one of those rules that I did want to pick out, and I'm not going to talk about it at length or anything, but they did specify that it's only, like, rare, epic, and legendary loot that will drop. I mean, weapons and all the other jazz. So you will have a better chance of attacking Thanos and doing damage and having a chance to kill him and grab that gauntlet because you're only going to be getting the most powerful stuff in this mode. So it's not like you're going to be going at, up at him with a little white pistol going, plink, 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 please don't kill me, Mr. Thanos. I would say, too, if you see two of you, like two players and a Thanos... You might want to consider not shooting the other player and then two of you shooting Thanos and try to get him down and then you can kill one another and then pick up the Infinity Gauntlet. Just a little mm. player tip because after all the videos I saw, I, countless times I've seen players all go against Thanos but then they would just turn on each other in the midst of it and then Thanos mm. would just go kill everybody and then he'd keep winning and going. So maybe focus fire just for enough time to kill Thanos and then kill each other and then one of you go get the gauntlet. Just saying. People can't even focus fire on a sentry in Battleborn. I'm 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 sorry to bring it back to that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Jeez, a peach pet. (laughs) (laughs) But I think other than that, this 4.1 patch, I think it brought a light machine gun into save the world mode. But other than that... Just bug fixes, a little bit of tweaks here and there. Nothing really else going on. I think this is this is obviously that like in between week that they were talking about before. Like, oh, every other week we can do a big patch that requires an install and a download. But then in be- in the in betweens we can take our little screwdrivers and go. Ooh, 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 ooh. Well, we fixed all these things, so you don't. But you don't have to download anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. I agree with that. As I read through everything, I was like, okay, this is basically just putting in this mode, letting everybody have fun, and then they work on some more stuff for the next time. Perfect. Yep. 
And speaking of gathering up things and becoming almighty, we gathered up some more info from the Compulsion Games Weekly Journal and became even greater Compulsion Games fans. This one, they were talking all about the evolution of the survival mechanics in the game. As we all know, it went from like a roguelite survival heavy game into the more story-based exploration-y but with some survival elements game that it is now or will be when it's released. Anything stand out on this one for you, Eric? Well, as I was talking to you pre-show, a lot of this kind of was talked about in a previous uh, journal by Compulsion and how the survival aspects of the game evolved over time based off player feedback and the different cons that they attended, etc., etc. So some of this is um, repeated. However, there was two parts I thought were really cool. And one was the fact that they said, well, you know, we wanted to incorporate a mode in which people could literally just enjoy the story and not worry about anything. So we created this bird watcher mode in which people would just float on through and have a good time, see what's going on, except for the fact that it started breaking all sorts of different mechanics and, and sessions and things going on. So it didn't quite work out the way they were hoping for it to. I thought that was really neat, something I didn't really think about. You know, I was like, well, why would, yeah, why would you not have a bird watch from over? You just, I'm just running to the next story point, da 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 da. But in this type of game, that would indeed screw tons of stuff up that you're, you know, when you're supposed oh, yeah. to be, you know, surviving, watching out for the bobbies, this and that. And, and mm-hmm. it would create issues naturally. So I was like, well, that's pretty yeah. neat. And then the second one was in the same vein. They were like, okay, well, after we've reiterated on that and then all the different feedback, we came up with this nice middle ground. However, post-launch of the game, they want to include another mode, which is like all the survival aspects back in it. Everything's there, permadeath, all that good stuff. And that got me excited. I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. nice. That'll be like the really cool hard mode. So you play through a few times you know, in the, in the middle ground, and then it wants post-launch, whatever, however long it ends up being, they add the new mode in, which... I'm trying to remember what it was called. Was it like Dust something or rather? Can't remember what it was called. I'm sorry. But if you read through the uh, journal, there's going to be a mode they had post-launch in which all the cool permadeaths and all the different survival things will be added back in. And then you can really have that just hardcore grindy experience. And that's pretty neat. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that part. Because as soon as they were saying like permadeath, and I'm like, that fits so well in this world. Like, you have to blend in, you have to survive, you have to do it. Otherwise, you pay a big price. And if it's just, oh, I reload at the checkpoint, that doesn't really, I mean, you still get the feel of the game, you still get the theming, but it doesn't fit, you know, the gameplay doesn't fit it. It's just like what people said with Bioshock. Oh, man, it's a big, tense confrontation. And then you respawn 10 feet away and you just do it again. It doesn't, thematically doesn't fit. The gameplay doesn't wedge in there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then dialing back to the survival mechanics, I liked how they talked about the evolution, you know, when it was very survival heavy, how they got the two different kinds of feedback of people who just said, I don't like survival mechanics. So obviously it needed to change for those people. But then even the survival people who said, I do like survival mechanics, but I don't like not being free to explore a strange world just because I didn't eat an apple or sleep enough. So, like, they had to figure out a way to make the survival mechanics even work for survival players because they made this cool world, this alternate 60s history world that people wanted to explore, but you just couldn't because you had to eat or sleep or drink or brush your teeth or whatever the meter said. I thought that was cool because I didn't even think about it from, like, a survival gamer perspective about how they would go into, you know, how they manage their 
want to explore with their need to manage the game systems. I thought it was good that A, they heard that feedback, and then B, that they actually worked with it to evolve their game into what it's become. I thought that was a really cool kind of like behind-the-scenes little sneaky peek. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I also want to add in that it's pretty neat that they created a game, and they said it in this journal, that was so interesting and so unique you know, that people actually wanted to explore or learn more about it. Generally, in survival-type games, it's, it's cool, but that's mm-hmm. the reason people are there is for the survival aspect. They yeah. just want to manage their resources, you know, utilize their brains and do all the things correctly to make it to the end. And it's great and cool and fun. But as they said, people were like, wow, this world is awesome. I want to just go roam around this house. I want to go hide and find over here and then find out that they're dying because they're not eating or sleeping or whatever they got to be doing. And they're like, mm. wow, man, it's a bummer. I want to check this place out. That is awesome. Yep. I, I love the fact that this game was held and seen at such a high high performance level that people actually wanted to be in it and just explore and have fun with it and then took a mechanic they generally enjoy and went hey could you just tone that down a bit because i really want to get over here and check something out and then speaking of toning down that survival mechanic i like that this is the first time we've really got because we you and i haven't had any hands-on time with the actual product yet but this is the first time we've really gotten an understanding of what the survival mechanics mean as far as gameplay because they said instead of being oh look it's a it's a fail state it's a game over if you're not eating or drinking or sleeping or brushing your teeth they said that if you do all those things and manage them well you get buffs for your character i mean quote fingers character in the game you'll be a little bit stronger a little bit faster a little bit more aware and if you're not doing any of those things but you are still in like a normal state you'll just be playing the game as normal you won't have any buffs but you'll be able to do all the things you need to do and then if you let all those aspects slip it's just some debuffs it's not like you're dying it's not like you can't fight or you can't run or you can't sneak you'll just be doing that stuff a little worse so i like the buff debuff versus like you're okay and then game over because you know, that's basically what survival games do. It's just you get so bad when you're not doing it that it's you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Versus this, it sounds like it's a lot easier to it's a lot easier pill to swallow if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still just want to be high on joy constantly, but you know we'll see how it goes. Mm. I'm not even sure if it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be hard. You'd have to get a bunch of resources, Rat King. You got to scrounge up all the rats sell all the rat pelts well you gotta imagine okay buy your joy you just you just sold it for me because what are rats gonna do they're gonna take those pills down into the sewers and that's where i am that's where i'm the king at and so i'm just gonna get all these rats handing me pills up to wazoo and then i'll be hiring a kite the whole game see here's what's gonna happen is you're gonna be alpha rat hey hey rats bring me all the stuff and then beta rat when he's bringing it to you in like his chipmunk cheek he's gonna swallow one and then he'll go oh I want all the pills. So you have like a rat civil war. Ooh, this yes. is what's going to happen in your game. Rat and then we'll Yakuza style and floodlights is beating each other with super, super Saiyan style until one of us wins. <laughs> You'll have like joy tattoos. <laughs> the other rat will shave his upper body and have a tattooed body. Oh, it'll be perfect. Perfect. Hell yeah. That's how we do it. That's how we tie it all in. You sold me on this Rat King playthrough. This is what I want now. <laughs> There you go, Compulsion. Make sure there's sewers and rats. <laughs> Make sure we- there's a rat king mode <laughs> and you can tattoo yourself. Yeah. Ah, wonderful. I love it. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I thought this was a pretty good journal. Like I said, 
few like small behind the scenes peaks at things that you didn't know about or didn't think about. Not a huge, you know, big barn burner or blockbuster of an update, but I did enjoy it. Indeed, I did as well. I can't wait to hear from the next one. And of course, get my hands on this dang game so I can finally kick its butt and be high as a kite on joy all day long. Watch your back with those rats, dude. And speaking <laughs> of watching your back, things that pop up out of nowhere, although I did call this one and said they probably would post it on Friday. Hey, the Gearbox Publishing blog finally popped up. We were complaining about it not being there last time. Now it's here. What'd you think of this one? What'd you pull out of this one? Uh, the very first thing, of course, on there had my interest immediately. Uh, it was Jeff talking about doing some commercials, et cetera, et cetera. And he says, oh, I can take a, can you take a wild stab of what we're doing, some cool commercials to promote a wonderful game that possibly might be coming out this summer is? And then they showed a picture of, like, these sausages covered in old, like, cold, crappy gravy on a plate. and this. I knew the creepy, slimy sausages would catch your attention. Oh, Eric. of course. I wrote down creepy sausage picture. Matt, I knew Eric it. was going to like them. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course I see these sausages <laughs> Yes, I can't wait. Yes, this is perfect. <laughs> so I'm already stoked about seeing whatever these little commercials are for We Happy Few are. It's going to be exciting. It was really cool just in general. Everybody was kind of talking about how they're real busy right now in the publishing side with a couple unknown titles that they haven't talked about yet, how they've been really rocking it with We Happy Few and just getting all the ads and all the all the different things together for the big promotion that's coming our way. Of course, we're going to be hearing from them at E3. They've already stated that we're going to be yeah. hearing from them there. And, of course, Gearbox Publishing is at E3. That is 100% confirmed. So these titles are right around the corner. And just in general, that was getting my, my vibe up. I was really excited for that. On the publishing side, I'm really just, you know, like, hey, these guys are freaking pushing it. So I know another thing that stood out to me on this one was they were talking about the Game Critics Awards, which is something that I don't ever randomly hear about just in the, the regular gaming news unless – you know, IGN does like a big thing about it, but I've never heard about it. And they were saying that, you know, you kind of show off your stuff there to pre-show it off at E3. So, you, you know, all the writers can get their preview builds in. They can get their hands on time with it there. And again, unless I'm just super out of the loop Jones, which is 100% possible, that's something I never heard about or heard talked about. It was always just, hey, it's E3. And then, oh, here's our preview thing that we just wrote up for it magically in the last like five minutes since it was announced. Hey, but this is how they do it. The reason you never heard about it is because they can't talk about it. Like, for example, um, Game Over Greggy. Greggy, he's one of the judges, right? So when they go to these things, it's they go and then they see all the different things that are going to be there. And then they start judging what's going to be the best of show, best of this, best of that, right. best of that. But, of course, because of the NDAs and all the other rules, they can't talk about any of that, really, except to say they went there and did it. And then once E3 is passed, then they can talk. So you probably just hear it all dumped in as E3, and you don't know any of the differences. And that's what I mean. Is, you know, I, I'm not expecting everyone to be like, oh, I saw this, and I saw this even before the thing. Mm -hmm. But like the, ga the Game Critics Awards, I, my ears perked up, and I went, what is this? I've never even heard this term before in my life. So knowing that it is this like behind the scenes thing that goes on and that, you know, it helps you understand why these things get these awards because people have had hands on time with it aside from just the show floor. 
I, I thought it was cool. It was a nice little peek behind the scenes. It was cool. Indeed. I enjoyed it very much. And, of course, since I listened to a few podcasts of different individuals who do go and judge this particular event, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, putting two and two together. Oh, I pay attention to this area of the world. And now yeah. to see them going, hey, we got to get ready for this and see if any of our titles do anything in this regard and that regard so we know what to say or do for our different ads coming up. And I'm like, huh, nah, that's neat. I never really thought of it that way. So mm. definitely pretty neat. Anything else stand out here for you, dude? Uh, nothing super crazy for me, but I will say that uh, Elliot did talk about the the different rating systems in all the different yeah. countries, and I won't go into it real big, but I did read it and was just fascinated by the fact that freaking 30, 40 different countries with all these different stupid rating systems, and it's like, well, we had to make sure that for this one, it goes through here and then here, and if this one has this, then it's going to be this and this, so it's going to be rated 16 up here, 18 up here, 14 up here. I'm like, oh my gosh, man. We really got to figure out something better. <laughs> Just have a, a unilateral system. Ooh, is that the right word? I don't even know. <laughs> Just it's pretty. It's pretty much right. Yeah. Now. Of just, it's cross the board. Everyone's on the same page. It gets one rating, and it goes out and goes to a board on every single country, and it's just either approved or not approved, and that's it. It's crazy that they got to go through all this trouble for all these different countries. Yeah, I thought it was nuts. I mean, even having the different ratings for different countries made sense, but then when they were going into detail, I'm like, well, if it's 18 here, then it can't just be the video games guys. It's got to go to, like, the film people, and they have to rate it or approve it or deny it. And I was just like, why are there so many levels? Why isn't there, like you said, just we're the video games people for Australia. Boom, that's it. We have final say. But no, it has to go to this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. And, oh, and in Brazil, it doesn't even go to the video games people. It goes to, like, the, the TV man or the book man or whatever, whatever it was. Like you said, just make a video games council in that place. Make them be the final arbiters of what's good and what's right and what can be done. Even if it's not just a whole worldwide system, just have your just just do it right. Make make it make sense, guys. Not you, obviously, Gearbox Publishing. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, no. world, world, the world. In Come on, F- do it right. Fix yourself, world. Get out there and fix yourself. For we gotta fix right. you. Yeah. And then the last bit for me that stood out in this one was my favorite people, my favorite people in the world, their user research team. I saw their little faces pop up and their little names pop up and their header popped up and I went, oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for some stuff. And they talked about a little bit of play tests, no big details, more stuff coming up, no big details. And they said, hey, hey, you know what, guys? We'll be down there at the comic store doing the free comic book giveaway. Come and talk to us and have have a hangout and glad hand with us. And I went, why do I live so far away? Those are my favorite people. I would have loved to just go in the dorm like, hey, you the user research people, you guys are awesome. Your parts of the updates are my favorite parts. I love you guys. Keep keep doing what you're doing and also tell me about what kind of stuff you do. Give me a little give me a little link to a cool YouTube video I can watch another thing that you did. Yeah, just I would have loved to be there. Just push all the other people out of the way. No. John, Michelle, and Kyle, you're talking to me. You're talking to me. All right, listen. I need the scoops here. <laughs> Give you all the scoops. Don't worry about signing stuff for these other fools. Dusty, <laughs> you said push the other people out of the way, and you meant fans. And I was thinking, like, Randy Pitchford, get out. Use a research team. Where are my boys at? Don't yeah, show me that Rubik's Cube, users. Randy. I swear to God, if you pull that Rubik's Cube out, I swear to God. <laughs> 
But yeah, I, I read that and I was like, oh, my favorite team. I wanted to give them direct feedback in their faces. Hopefully, somebody who listens to this podcast can send them my direct feedback that they are awesome and that I like what they do and I want to see more of what they do because I've said it before and then we got it. So maybe somebody is. So please keep doing that. Give them all the props. I love those guys. And lastly, but not least for myself, they did state last time that they were going to have some titles announced and it was going to be all super cool. We were going to hear about something and we did not. Mm. So I will say, shame on you, publishing side. You stated we would have some new cool titles probably announced in this episode or journal. I think it was it two was two. Games. They said it two was two. Games. You're right. No, it was two. And they did zero. So I will say shame on you for stating that and getting my hopes up. I will say it again. Shame with the bell. Shame. Shame. Ding, ding, ding. ding. <laughs> but they did state that by E3 we are going to hear about these said two titles. So I suppose I can just hold my breath for a couple more weeks. And I have a theory on that, but that's going to have to stay on Conjecture I was going to say, well, we got Conjecture Land someday as long as enough people want it. And uh, I've got, oh, yeah. I'm going to bring the heat, man. I'm I'm taking that boat far. I'm going past the island. I'm going past the island. I'm going out into the freaking gray waters where the sharks are. Oh, no, I'm just going to get eaten. I don't even care. I'm just going to get eaten. <laughs> are you Are you going to the edge of the land? I'm are you going, going to break to the, through the Antarctic wall on it. this flat earth we live on that's and it. just go into the other reality? Flat earth theory. <laughs> I'm breaking through that false barrier and going to a whole other reality, baby. Woo! <laughs> It's going to be great. Oh. And speaking of things that are going to be great, is it, uh, is it time yet? Oh, Do no, I, Matt. You got I'm the, ready. You got I got them. I have them this out. week. Oh, man. They're here. I hate to say, they did not put out an episode. Now, hey, you put that knife down. You stop mm. it. They put. Mm. <laughs> they did I'm, not put I'm out an episode of Nirvana. I'm ready. Give me, a, give me a little appetizer over here. In, just put that Rogue Agent in. Radio. Let me carve off a piece of that. Mm, oh, yeah. What are all them Overwatch podcasts? a piece podcasts. of the Payload podcast. There you go. Mm. Oh, there's a couple Hearthstone ones in there we could probably toss in, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm talking about. They did not have another episode of Nirvana Live. They are still dead, silent, gone. But you know what? I'm just going to say it again. Maybe it's just E3. They're so busy with E3, but... I, I gotta be. I'm just gonna get on the pessimistic train because you know what? All my YouTube and buddies they tell me to. There's nothing at E3, so why would they be silent? I don't know. I can't figure it out. They're silent as water, <laughs> but they're not announcing Dang Dingall at E3, so I don't have an excuse for them anymore. Randy, you need to go give us that five star, man. Just has you just have to do it. So I can't I can't defend this anymore. You you killed yourself, Randy. You said no to Mental Mars. And so now I got nothing for you. I've been trying to hold on. You killed it. You got no excuse. You're not doing anything at E3. And you got no Nirvana Live. I don't know. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Now, not to spoil anything, but I think we're going Shell Game Jones here. Obviously, something is going on. So, you know, 
if it all comes up roses and fantastic flowers and butterflies in the end, that's great. But until then, I'm going to keep chewing on the, the little gristle off the edges of the podcast that fell off, you know, was stuck on the grill. I'm going to scrape that off. I'm going to chew on that mm. until I get my teeth into the juicy meat of the podcast and he gives me that five-star review. But until that day, you guys, what do you think is going to happen? Send us some conjecture land ideas. Send us some feedback. Send us some questions. Send us some, hey, how you doing, guys? Send us some, I love the research team twos. You can send us all that good stuff via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can Tweet at us at ThirdShiftME, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Ugh. And, of course, we do have a wonderful Patreon set up right now, and all sorts of fantastic patrons over there helping us out, keeping us motivated. You guys and gals are the best. If you liked what you heard today or in any other episode of this wonderful podcast or IG2G, please consider heading on over there, throwing us a dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, three thousand dollars. Anya and all of it does help us very much. We do have a cool little tier system set up with all sorts of little perks for different levels. All sorts of wonderful patrons are already getting all the cool little ad bonuses and soon-to-be bonuses. We encourage you to go over there. It helps us help you be entertained by this wonderful Gearbox content and, of course, the other video game content we cover on IG2G. If you cannot, hey, that's okay, because you know what? Money is money. Please, as Matt says, consider throwing us mailbag questions, feedback, all those good things, because it helps us help you. Absolutely. And, of course... This podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 18th of May for our very next episode. And you can find those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. As Eric always says, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. And with that, Matt, I think we're all done for the day. And I just want to state in hindsight, I'm sorry, Randy Pittsburgh. <laughs> I still believe in you, buddy. I just had a moment. I broke down. I just really. I just want to eat your podcast, man. I got Matt no wants to eat you. your podcast, eat podcast, and I've tried to. I've tried to keep him away, but you broke my heart. You said no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I need E three to be something, man. <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> but until that day, hey, I'm just gonna say, don't forget, don't forget to, to say. say. Shut up and sit down. Went to some dark places in that episode, Eric.